Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Election 2020 Headquarters Part 2, <laughs> this is Cognitive Dissonance. Dun, dun, dun. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we count the votes in Nevada. <laughs> and they blast anyone who gets in their way. So. <laughs> they don't blast anything. They plod oh, slowly Jesus forward. Christ. Well, those fucking protesters outside were ready to blast people in fucking Arizona. Um, <laughs> fuck. Keep going, Tom. You got it. Jesus Christ. We bring <laughs> critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at This is episode 549, I think. I think yeah, I didn't double like that. check that, but it's somewhere something around like there. Guys, counting is not our jam not, here in America. We can barely get to 270, much less 540 fucking yeah. nine. <laughs> so obviously this is going to release. By the time this releases, it is entirely possible that uh, nearly a week after election night, hopefully we will know who the president I think we, is. There's a possibility. But we're recording this on yeah. Thursday night and we don't. There's a right possibility, now. Tom, that we might know by the end of this recording. Like, there may be a possibility it, 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 that one of us refreshes of hits fucking F5 again for like the pat. I fucking my F5 button wore out on my computer at home. I'm on I'm my just, third like, keyboard. Pressing F5 over and over and over again for three fucking straight days, staying up, can't sleep, yeah. watching CNN in the middle of the night, which is the worst thing you can do with your time. Genuinely, 100% <laughs> the worst thing you can do with your time. But, you know, you're pressing the button, you're freaking out, you want to you get that. But there's a possibility that by the time we're done recording, we'll know. We will know who the president is. M- yeah, that would be great, Cecil. Um, but let's talk about where it stands as of recording right now and, and how that informs. Because, man, maybe we don't know. <laughs> so we, we did our election night coverage on Tuesday. It was live. It was great. Yeah. We had a lot of wonderful guests um, that, that were kind enough to join us. It was, it was a really fun night. Um, went kind of how we expected, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, I don't think anybody going in, unless there was a massive landslide, thought that the night was going to go smoothly or that we were going to have any real solid answers. And that's because the uh, ballots, many, many, many ballots were last yeah. minute, mail-in, absentee. Um, and so there's a tremendous amount of work that has to be and done in order to count all those there's ballots. There's also the red mirage that they're talking about, which I think is a really interesting way to look at it, which is, all the people who came in during the day, all those people were the ones who voted early. And so the places where they did count the early ballots, uh, the ones that were sent in, the, the other ballots, those ones populated first. And so that's why there was a blue Ohio. That's why there was, I think, a blue Florida and other places because those populated very quickly. And then as time went on, they counted the day, the ballots of the day of. 
and that disappeared. But then all the other places across the United States who don't count those ballots right away, who keep those mail-in ballots till later, waited. And so what you had was what they called the red mirage, which was there's everything looks like it's red, but then slowly started to chip away once they start unfolding all those ballots and sending them through the machine. It started to slowly chip away at the lead. And by the time we left here, uh, Michigan was solidly red. Uh, Pennsylvania solidly red. It's it's still red, but it's at this point it's it's closer to flipping than ever. Um, yep. it, Wisconsin solidly red. So there was there was some states that were specifically very very red, and in the next day flipped and were actually called for Biden. Yeah, and and it, it's not like that was unexpected. That was predicted. Five thirty eight yeah. predicted that. Bernie Sanders two weeks ago predicted that on Timmy on Jimmy Fallon's show. This was this was a well-known phenomenon that was likely to occur, right. and it did occur. The, the only way that that wasn't going to happen is if there was a massive in-person turnout landslide for Biden that grabbed and held and delivered key states like Florida very early on in the evening. That, you know, was my sincerest hope, but it didn't happen, and I wasn't holding out a tremendous amount of hope that it was going to happen. Um, so here's here's where we stand Right now, uh, as we record this, um, it's 253 for Biden, 214 for Trump. The Senate's 48 and 48. The House is 209, 192. We're still waiting on results from Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. It amuses me because it also says um, Alaska, but who fucking cares? Yeah, uh, that's right, not yeah. a, that's not that's Trump. I don't know why they're yeah. fucking playing games with that. Um, well, they well they're they're waiting for people because they have a rule that you can send your ballot in because they have a very robust mail-in ballot system up there and they count anything that's postmarked that day. And so they wait like a week to process everything. So that's why it's not called. And that's and that's very responsible reporting, right? And that's, huh, this, yeah. is, this is also the responsible way to decide, to, to figure out what the fucking will of the American people is. We're in a place right now at Thursday night where the president and his supporters simultaneously are gathered in mass outside polling places in Pennsylvania screaming stop the vote and gathered outside in mass in Nevada screaming count all the votes. Yeah, you know Arizona. In Arizona, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. They where yeah. they want all the votes counted in places where they feel like they have some numerical advantage. They want the voting to stop where they feel like they don't have a, a numerical possibility of winning that state. They want to end it where they're clearly ahead. What what that belies is that that is authoritarianism. Yeah, they that is cheat. a desire to be in power. Yeah, regardless of the will of the American people, that is literally exactly. authoritarianism. That's what that yeah. is. That is a desire for power for an individual over the will of the democracy. You can't pretend it's anything else. This isn't gamesmanship. There are people yeah. on the right who are saying, "Well, you know, you got to fight. You know, use everything in your tool, every tool in your toolbox to win." and no, fuck that. This is cowardice and this is corruption and this is personal gain. This is blatant power grabbing authoritarianism. Let it not be said it's anything else. This isn't hyperbole when I say it. When when every vote, the vote is the will of the people. We're in this crazy yeah. place where the electoral college and the and the and the popular vote do not sync up. And even that, even throwing away that the actual will of the people is unbelievable. It's 4 million votes clear at this point and probably currently, will be much clearer. It's going to be more. Right? Yeah. It's at least 4 million clear. We're at a place where we're 
nail-biting about 10,000 votes here and 6,000 votes there. And even that, even that, Trump is saying, I don't want those votes to count. Even the, even the minuscule, micro-niche, tiny corner of the fucking pie of votes. He, this is a direct and blatant attempt to disenfranchise the American people from having their choices heard. The Electoral College already does that. The Electoral College already disenfranchises you. It already means that your voice doesn't matter. It already means that the will of the people does not carry the day. And there's an attempt, a blatant attempt, and it is supported crazily. It is supported by 69 million people. There There are masses of people gathering in support of their own fucking disenfranchisement. Even if you win, you are still being disenfranchised because we are saying that the American people's voice does not decide the election. That's fucking wrong. That is not a democracy. It's not even a representational democracy. We spend how much time over the last several days paying attention to Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, North Carolina, and Georgia. How many hours of our day did we spend paying attention to only those states, yeah. right? We we literally, they are the only ones that matter. Yep. Well, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. All of our votes should matter. And and this this literally would be over by a lot. I mean, I'm looking at California right now. California only has uh, they've only gotten through 3 quarters of their votes. They still have 1 quarter of their votes to do. Biden is winning there by 60 65% to 32%, right? So he's pulling in two thirds of those votes and he's 7 million to three to 4 million. It's almost 8 million to 4 million out there. And they still have a quarter of their votes to count. So it's going to be more, a more mil, maybe one more million. What I don't know. I don't know math, right? But <laughs> it's going to be more millions. It's going to be more. And it's going to be way more at the end of this. We're looking at the electoral college. You're looking at the popular vote right now is at 4 million. Early in their day, it was at three, three and a half million. It's going to keep growing as time goes on. Right. And you're looking at just, uh, if you can look other people in the face and say, no, this is a better system than disenfranchising f- 4 million people. More than that, it's actually 70 plus million people, but still 4 million people at the very least. And saying those people... They don't get us. They don't get a say in who the, who the leader of this country is. And I know people want to say, "Oh, well, it's how the states handle the bull." It's like fucking states don't fucking states aren't things. People are what what matter. The states are just a collection of those people, and it shouldn't be that a collection of people in Georgia suddenly get to decide how this whole fucking country swings. Well, Cecil, we are. I just did the math out of curiosity. We are breaking our ass trying to figure out what fifty four point two seven million Americans want. Right. That's that is the collected population. It's it's actually much less next. They don't all vote. But that is the collected population in Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. But there are three hundred and twenty eight million people. Yeah. Three hundred twenty eight million people that we are breaking our ass worried about what sixteen and a half percent. Yeah, that's that's what they that's, care. when when the odds are ever in our fucking favor on the on the goddamn yep. general election popular vote. It's not even yeah. close. There is a multi-state compact, which I think is amazing. There's yeah, a multi-state gosh, compact, yeah. which is right now primarily eastern seaboard states, Colorado, Illinois, New Mexico, uh, California, I California. think Oregon and Washington. Yeah. And they've all said, look, 
where the popular vote goes, that's where our electoral votes go. And that is the only fucking thing that makes sense. And the wonderful thing about that is you don't need a fucking act of Congress in order to fix that, right? That yeah, fixes the, the issue. Compact. Everybody yeah. can just get yeah, together and just do it. all the states agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the states agree. We say, hey, we're, we're just going to throw our votes at the, the winner of the popular vote. And that means that 270, if you're at 270... It doesn't matter what anybody else does. They could still do however they want to do it. If the state wins, that doesn't matter because 270 is the winner. Right. I, I, I wish that we would be required, Cecil, to change our rhetoric to match what we do. And what I mean by that is it would be wonderful if we were going to, if the right was going to say, well, you know, we, we really want to stop the voting when it says we really want only certain votes to count. We really want to not count these people who voted and mailed in their ballot. They should have to say that we don't govern by the will of the people. They should have to come out and say that shit. They should have to come out and say that the, the will of the people, that they're not, they're not pro-democracy. They should have to say it out yeah. loud. They should have yeah. to stand in front of everybody and explain to me without these backbending rhetorical fucking shenanigan backflip bullshit that they're doing. They should have to stand in front of everybody and they should have to say, you know what? Your vote doesn't count because it doesn't empower my team. That's why yeah. I don't care about you or your family. That's why we're not really a democracy in Pennsylvania because you didn't vote for my team and I just want my team to win. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all this is. This is, this is gamesmanship. Yeah. And that's exactly what's playing out with all the lawsuits that he's filing, right? So he's filing lawsuits and he's sending people to the polls and, and they're trying to get more people into the room to watch the polls. And the people are saying, there's already people here. There's already webcams here. There's already, you know, there's already- It's live stream. An immense amount of transparency. The other thing too, is that he keeps on saying, that, that Trump just talked maybe 40 minutes ago and I watched it. And he said on the podium- he said, well, yeah, these are all run by Democrats. And then the person on Fox News, as soon as it was done, came on and said, the president just said it's all run by Democrats. But I want to point out in Georgia, the secretary of state and the governor are both Republicans. Yeah. Brian Kemp is a fucking cheating Republican. If he was going to cheat, he would cheat in his own state. Assume, like it would assume that cheating in your own state might be easier than cheating yeah, in a neighboring right. state, especially when you run the whole thing. And the fact that he's saying that he's saying that they, that they're that it's run by a democratic machine is absolutely ludicrous. And and the fact that they he's pointing out that they put up uh, barriers, they put up a uh, paper to uh, to block out, but they have in every place they have poll watchers from an independent a Democrat, a Republican, sometimes multiple versions of those webcams. They have people there that are constantly watching and making sure that this is going on and it's, and it's accurate. And the, I think the reason they put that shit up, cause it's just distracting when you got a bunch of fucking zombies out there banging on the window, screaming, stop the count and let us in. You know, it's just a random person. You don't just get to come in here. Like, what the fuck do you think this is? What do you just got to barge in on a surgery too? <laughs> Asshole. What the fuck is going on with these people? What do you think you, what do you think you have the right to do? Actually, I want to try to keep that place as sterile as possible. Sterile in the sense of not having a bunch of people that would be contaminants in that room that could feasibly fuck things up. I don't understand why people don't just want fucking every vote to count and then just look at it. Because I'll tell you what, even if you voted for fucking Republican, which I think is repugnant, I still want your vote to count. Yeah, I, well, I, that's because I want us to live in a goddamn democracy, Cecil. 
Because if we don't, then what's the point of the whole thing? A huge part of the problem that I have had over the last four years is this unbelievably rapid descent into authoritarian rule. We have yeah. we have had a complete disrespect of the First Amendment in this country. It has been I mean, the government, the, the fucking president in June stood in front of everybody and said, when you're president of the United States, you have total control. This is a thing that is happening right now. We have we have people peaceably gathering. They declared a protest. Did, did you see in North Carolina there was a there was a peaceable march to the polls, and they broke it up within one minute? Did you did you see this thing, Cecil? I, I missed so, it. I missed it. So they they had this they, the march like a get out the vote march. And oh, they I had, saw this. I did see this. This was last week. They, yeah, they had like they had hundreds of people. They're walking. They're, it's a get out the vote march. They're doing their thing. They get to a statue. They plug in a doohickey and they start having some speeches. The police come out. They unplug the the the, the portable PA system. They tell everybody to leave. People have less than one minute before they start firing tear gas on that on that crowd. Yeah, I you, saw they tear, tear gas like somebody in a fucking wheelchair. Do they, they're tear gassing children intentionally, shooting pepper balls near children. They're tear gassing the crowd they, within one minute. That is a yeah. that is a rapid descent into authoritarian rule by fucking government thugs. We are there, yeah. guys. We're there. Yeah. When when the leader of the country is standing in front of the press and the press cuts away because the press is, is saying to us, this is not credible. That happened today. That happened today. Yeah. The, today. The, the president, you, you told me about this earlier, the president stood in front and then multiple news sources cut away because he is not a credible source of information because he's an authority. He's a corrupt authoritarian. 69 yeah, saying, million people support that. He's saying, Tom, he was saying the vaguest shit you could possibly imagine. He's saying, oh, there's just tremendous voter fraud. And I told everybody there was going to be voter fraud. And it's just tremendous. And they found ballots here, hundreds of thousands of ballots in this in in this place and and they brought in ballots late at another place and that proves fraud and he just keeps going on and on and on and he's saying the most absurd shit you could possibly imagine and I'm watching Fox News's coverage of this I'm not watching fucking MSNBC which cut away from him actually right they actually cut away from him but I'm watching Fox News's coverage of this and they literally come on after it's over and the guy says yeah None of that is true, basically. He, the, the president has no evidence. They don't have any evidence. This. And then they talk to a woman who essentially pointed out the, the Brian Kemp thing. Like, how? what are you talking about? You, you have no evidence. And he's sending, I guess he's sending lawyers up and they're just getting smacked down by judges. They're trying to come in and they're trying to figure out and they're trying to stop counts and they're just, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They're just getting wasted. And, and it's because they literally have no path. They just don't have a path. You gotta count the fucking votes. Yep. Yeah, you, you, the, the and again, if you feel like, I just can't get over, Cecil, the idea that we are in a place where we're saying out loud that we don't want people's vote to count. Yeah, we're saying it out loud. Yeah. We we don't want it. We don't yeah. want the thing that we do is we add up all the votes, yep. and then you figure out who wins from the votes. Yeah, in two thousand, yeah. that election was fucking flat out stolen. Stolen, it was a stolen Absolutely, election. Yeah. Gore won that election. That can't happen again. That was not yeah. right. That the, the people chose a different leader than the leader that they got. And as a result, the direction and the shape of the country. If you guys think this doesn't matter, if you think all people are the same, do you really think Gore would have gone to war with Iraq? Because yeah. there was literally no reason yeah. for that to happen. There was literally yeah. not one fucking credible reason 
for that to happen. If you had Gore, you wouldn't, have, if you didn't have, if you had Gore instead of Bush, you wouldn't have had Cheney, you wouldn't have had Rumsfeld, you wouldn't have had any of those guys that were pushing for that war. The war Fucking in Iraq ghouls. would not yeah. have happened. Yeah. These things matter. They make a real tangible difference. People live and die because of the leaders that we choose. And at the very least, Cecil, we get to make that choice. And I cannot right. believe at fucking 7, 10 p.m. on Thursday after election night, we are having people, armed people, protesting outside the fucking ballot counting offices, honestly suggesting that we not count other citizens' votes. If I lose, yeah. I'll be a sore loser, but I'll I recognize yeah. that I lost. Yeah, me you know? too, me too. I'll fucking and, and wipe my eyes and bitch and piss and moan but I will recognize that I lost. I won't try to I won't try to cheat to win. The other thing too is that you know you didn't lose. You know even if even if he even if Trump somehow runs the field here and gets all the electoral votes that are still on the table because he really does have to get all of them. almost yeah. everything. Yeah. He's got to definitely get Pennsylvania and then he's got to get most of the other ones. I think at this point uh, he can lose Nevada, but the rest of the rest of them, if he doesn't ca capture the rest of them, he's fucked. And so he's got to run the board. Um, chances are really good for Biden at this point. Uh, and, and it's kind of the, the way Pennsylvania is coming in. If he wins Pennsylvania, it's fucking over. Like the whole thing's over, yep. period. Yep. It's done. It should be over anyway because we're 4 million votes ahead because 4 million more people. That's a lot of people, man. There's some states don't even have 4 million yeah, people. Lots of states don't have 4 million people. You know, so, like, like, like it's about the size. It's about the size of Chicago and a little bit of the Chicago land area. Yep. You know, it's a fucking big amount of fucking people. There's a shit ton of cities out there that we think are big cities that have way less than 4 million people, yep. right? Way less than four. You think of a big city, you're like, oh, it's a big city. Yeah, that city only has six or 700,000 people. These, th you're talking about a massive group of people in this country that basically have already said, I want Biden as my president. And let's talk for a second, Tom, about what this says about the country because oh. I was, we did our election night coverage and by the way, patrons, uh, anyone can go watch it. It's uh, on YouTube and it will be on Twitch for a little while. I don't know how long. It's also on Facebook. So you can go watch it if you want. We had on uh, Andy Wilson. We had on uh, the Knowledge Fight guys and we had on uh, Heath Enright. We tried to cross the streams with opening arguments, but didn't work. Um, and we we canceled after a minute or two. It was just, we, it just didn't Terrible, work. Yeah. But uh, it was a tech tech problems we had to fire Ian. But uh, <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, is that, it, it, you know, we, we covered this the other night and I thought, and I said on that coverage, I, I can't believe he's getting, he's going to get more votes than he got last time. Yeah. Right. I mean, here we are this far into our, our, where we're at, which is, you know, at, at COVID, you don't even, we haven't even heard about COVID for the past couple of days, but COVID is on the fucking loose. It is just more people today have gotten it and died than I think we've ever seen. And so, you know, it's just going to keep climbing. Tom had uh, some horrifying numbers that he quoted to me earlier about uh, how the, a conservative estimate is over 400,000 people dying in the United States before the end of the year. And so we're in, we're on a, we're on a pace to really be in a bad way with COVID. And I don't understand how that doesn't get you to change your mind. But then all the other stuff that he's done, all the divisiveness that he's created, I thought for sure I was going to look out and see, yeah, he got way less votes. And he did get way less votes, but not enough for me to think that he, I mean, I think he should have got a lot 
less votes than what he actually got. And it really says a lot about America. It it does. It's in a, in a world, Cecil, where there is record turnout and six million so far, six million more people than four years ago with everything we know about who Trump is. With that, that, and that's the thing. Four years ago, yeah. Four years ago, be nineteen more million at the end of this. Yeah. It'll be nine. I think nineteen more million people will have voted. I so. will. I I will give. I guess I I will I will fucking bite my tongue till it bleeds. But I will give a pass the first time. The second time, you can't. You can't. You don't get to. You can't. We've we've had four years of this motherfucker standing in front of us and lying to us and refusing to take our problems seriously and mocking the disabled and mocking people of color and yeah. fucking mocking the rule of law and hiring his children, his fucking nepotistic fucking hiring practice, have it, sending his goons out, to his, his, his Rudy Giuliani to go dig up garbage dirt, his fucking incompetence, his corruption, his greed, he is indecent and you have four years and every day you cannot possibly keep track of the crazy, evil, shitty, authoritarian, mean-spirited, despotic shit that this motherfucker has done. You can't keep track of it. I defy you to keep track of it. Yeah. yeah. Four years yeah. of it. And we have half the country or goddamn near standing in front of us saying, four more years. And I yeah. can't believe yeah. that we are this people. I can't believe that nearly one in two of us, nearly one in two of us can look you in the eye and say, that's a good man. That is what a good man yeah. does. That is how a good, that is somebody I want in charge of me. I can't believe that, that. It's more than that too, because all those people that voted, they have families and they have kids that can't vote and they're teaching their kids to be exactly the same way they are. And so, you know, there's plenty of people out there that are Trump supporters that, that couldn't actually vote for him, that are, you know, yeah. younger, that are too young. And so they're 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 100% in the Trump camp. They're 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 right there. Um I think we talked about it a little the other night and I think there is something to follow up on. We talked a little about how many people view COVID as a I live uh in danger, but still I'm able to sort of uh, make a living or I hide in my house and I and we shut the economy down and I lose everything. And there's a binary choice for them. And so they uh, see it and they see the candidates who played up, admittedly, Biden played up the COVID thing, which he should have because he's a, because Trump's a terrible leader. But when you play that up, it might tune people up to say, well, what are you going to do when it finally happens? And they might not listen to him and his plans, which sound like he wants both and. He wants to be able to slow the growth of this thing and also try to open up as much of the economy as possible. I think that that's a normal person's view on this and what we should be trying to do. And it seems like many other countries know how to do this and they, we just haven't figured it out yet. But the way Trump has and the way certain media has focused on this, they're pushing the one only narrative, which is he's going to shut down the economy and you're going to lose your job. And so I think that there are some people out there. Now, don't get me wrong. These, I don't think they're, they're, they're either not thinking or they're not good. Those are the two options right. and neither of them are great. Neither of them are great, but 
when I see these inflated numbers, the only thing I can think to myself is that's the explanation. That it can't be that they're that they're all mean-spirited, happy to have a despot as a leader. That instead what they are is concerned about, you know, the single issue and then that's the only way that they function. I'm not saying that's a good thing to be, but I am saying I don't know that they're just like all there, I don't know that they're all people that would block a highway in New Jersey with a Trump flag. No, I, I'm sure that they're not. The thing is that being a single issue, even COVID, being a single issue voter means you probably should lose the right to vote. <laughs> I am, I am, Cecil, I, I am, I am very nearly done with the ideal of democracy at this point. Where and and I and I and I'm going to say a few things that I don't know exactly how much I mean them, but in the moment I mean them. The world is more complicated than it used to be in 1776, right? It is. In yes, 1776, 100%. you as a person and all of your family, you couldn't do a fucking thing that resonated or rippled more than likely beyond a handful of miles from your homestead. The world was not complicated in the way that it's complicated now. We ha we have an ability to fuck things up in enormous volumes at, at incredibly yes. rapid paces with unbelievable technological sophistication that has never been before. It's just never been like this before. We have the, the Constitution is an agrarian document. It suggests that all people are equal in terms of their ability to decide what is good for them. And that made sense when most of you motherfuckers were on a farm or you ran the general store and there were a handful of fucking, you know, printing presses. And, you know, this guy over here is, is, you know, sh putting shoes on a horse and nobody had that much real power and nobody fucking actually fucking mattered. But the world is more complicated than that now. And we're still holding on to this bullshit idea that everybody has the ability, frankly, to know enough about the world to make good decisions about how the fucking world should run. But that's not true anymore. The world is more complicated than that. We know more. We can fuck things up. Think about what we can fuck up now. I'm not even talking about like nuclear weapons and shit. We could, we could get a whole bunch of oil, put in a great big boat that didn't exist 200 years ago, and ram that fucker into a reef and poison the ocean. How do I know? Because we're doing that right now. Like we're doing that in the Marateus Islands right now. We can fuck shit up on a scale we've never been able to fuck shit up before. So maybe the everyman is not the answer. Maybe the everyman doesn't have, is not well equipped to decide these things. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just the God's honest truth. Maybe this idea where we get a bunch of fucking citizens together and, and we rule each other. It's just a bunch of lawyers now. We yeah. are, we are yeah, crazy. Right, we're a right. country that is in actuality owned by technocrats, governed by lawyers. Yeah. How the fuck yeah. do we think this is going to work? And then we decide yeah. as a bunch of fucking illiterate fucking jamokes, which lawyers to put in charge. More than 60% of us don't have a college education, but the world is too complicated for guys like me to understand. I don't know anything. I got a fucking English lit degree. I'm not qualified. 
If you ask me about climate control, climate change, I shouldn't get to answer the question. I shouldn't even be able to opine on it. I am not qualified. <laughs> You, you are not qualified. You have to you have to constantly phone a friend. Like you're up there yeah. every moment. You're just like, I want to phone a friend. Can I pull the audience, but only if they're all climate scientists? Yeah, That's they, what I want but to I do. see. So yeah. I think that we should yeah. we should just collectively decide that you know what the world is more complicated than it ever used to be, and we should be we should the the world should be run by experts in their fucking field. That's because this I I don't know that I believe this is working anymore, man. I'm not sure that I buy this idea anymore. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk to you about the Senate because, man, this is the most depressing part of the whole thing. Uh, not only did Mitch McConnell, of course, win, but the Senate right now is deadlocked with, uh, you know, essentially the Senate has, uh, there's a one net gain. There's one net gain uh, in the Senate. Uh, there was two seats that were flipped. The Michigan's, the, or not the Michigan seat, the uh, the Arizona seat, Mark Kelly won, and John Hickenlooper from Colorado won for the Democrats. But the Alabama Tommy Tuber. <laughs> what a won. name. He won. I gotta get believe Yeah, welcome guy. to Potato Town, anyway, Tuberville. That fucking, that fucking <laughs> Mr. Potato one down there. And so, so, and then now, right now we're waiting on, and I don't understand the Georgia process. I genuinely don't, but, but Purdue is now below the level he needs to actually win outright. And so then there's another vote that they do. And then there's also a Georgia special election uh, where there was three people running and now, uh, Raphael Warnock is running against Kelly Loafer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Leffer. Um, and they're going to be running in another special. So there's two special elections that possibly could happen depending on how the votes, uh, the rest of the votes shell out for floor or for Georgia. And, you know, Susan Collins won her fucking seat back by a lot too. Like that yeah, by what just the a fuck little, is that? By a fucking lot. What, and then what lesson there? Equivocate Graham. until you win? Yeah. Yeah. And then Lindsey Graham won by 10 points. Fucking Mitch McConnell won by fucking, oh God, it's just, I want to puke when I look at it. But, but basically here's the deal. We didn't, we're, I don't know that we're going to flip the Senate. We probably will not flip the Senate. Um, and so we're stuck right now. There's four remaining, uh, the Alaska, of course, is going to go, I mean, fucking Alaska for Christ's sakes. And then North Carolina, uh, it's, it's close. So it, it, you don't know yet. Cause there's still 15, uh, what, five, 6% of the vote is still not in, um, so, and it might be mail-in. I think they're waiting at this point. From what they said, they're waiting until all the ballots come in because I think that they are in the system where they allow for a couple of days postmark ballots to come in. And so there may be more votes that come in from this point on, but as it stands right now, there's 6% unreported. And so it might be that Tom Tillis loses, but then you only get to 49. Uh, and then you have to win both of those Georgia fights, which good fucking luck there. And so here's the deal. Have we ever had guys. a split Senate before? Oh, where it's where it's split down 50, the middle? 50? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that means the vice president comes in and starts starts uh, swinging their dick, which would be yeah, great. 50, 50 is a win for us because yeah. then Harris yeah, is it's the a, it's 50 a win for us. first. This. But 49 is not. No, no. 40, 48 is not. Nope. And so if we wind up with 48 at the end of all this, which is where we're at now, guess what, guys? We didn't get a chance to do anything that we had planned. And so all those people who were saying, you know, Bernie Sanders would have done a much better job if Bernie comes in. I, and I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going I'm to catch some shit for it, but I'm going to say it. As a Bernie supporter in the primaries for two straight primaries, as someone who loves Bernie's policies, I'm going to say this. 
I think Biden might be a better choice if he has to work with the Senate. I think if he has to work with the Senate to get shit done, Biden came into the primary talking about working across the aisle. This is going to be the moment that you're going to have to have those skills. Because if you don't have those skills, what the fuck are you going to do except for just watch Mitch McConnell's chin grow over the <laughs> next four fucking years? Because that's what's going to happen. Man, and nobody was going to work with Bernie. Even if Bernie decided he wanted to work with people, nobody was ever going to work with him. Think about what we learned about America from these last two elections. Like, I mean, really pause and reflect about what we learned. Do you really think that a secular no. socialist Jew would have any fucking way to gain access to real power? Even if he was, he would be executive actions or nothing. That's it. And all that means is that we have to continue to invest deeper and greater authority into the executive branch in order to get our agenda done. Yeah. And then the other guys will do it. And the other guys will do it. And then we got a fucking king. That's that's and that's kind of where we're at now. So anybody yeah, think, oh, yeah. Bernie would have been a great no, fuck that. We saw that a middle of the road milk toast establishment candidate is on Thursday night, not a landslide winner. And it's not because people didn't turn out. People turned out in record numbers. More yeah. people voted for Biden than have voted for any other presidential candidate in history. And that number will be vastly greater than any other. So it's not that he didn't turn out the vote. You can't you yep. can't put that out there. It's that a middle of the road establishment milk toast candidate was still painted by the opposition as a radical socialist and people believe that. Yeah. If you go looking on forums and message boards, people on the right believe that Biden Watch commercial. Yeah, they watch a commercial. Watch one attack ad. But people believe the attack ads. I, I didn't know yeah. that they would, but they do. I, I I looked at some fucking message board shit today and people believe, they believe it and they're scared that Biden is going to usher in an era of socialism. Do you, that Bernie would have got, are you fucking high? That's crazy. And I agree, right? Here I am, somebody who genuinely loves Bernie's policies, looking at this thinking, God, if we could get two or three things passed at this point, with the way the fucking Senate's going to shake out. Yeah. Man, we might be doing pretty good. And so I'm, I'm actually, I, you know, to be honest, I wasn't not at all enamored with Biden, but I have to say he might be the best person for this job to try to reach across the aisle and try to have some sort of movement forward, some progression, because it's in the conservatives' best interest to stall everything. everything. And he needs to paint it, and to, the Senate needs to paint it, and the House needs to paint it as something that has to be done. And that may change people's minds. But guess what? If you get this right now, here's what, and this is, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a genius, but I can see this. It's crystal clear. He's inheriting, if he wins tonight or tomorrow or whenever they fucking call this thing, he inherits the, lar uh, the largest amount of COVID cases in the world and the largest death tolls in the world as a nation. He inherits that. Right. So that's already on the books. He inherits a bubble that has already been an economic bubble that has already shown that it's really very weakened. And it's starting to get to the point where, you know, we lost a bunch of jobs from COVID. Yes, yeah, some of those came back, but those may actually go away again because we might have to do some measures to shut things down to slow the, the spread of COVID. So he's inheriting a 
fucking mess. And so he's going to come in the first fucking day with an awful shitty mess. And he's going to, he's going to try to pass some things and get some things done. But the, you know, that's, that's going to be painted. And so if he can't get anything through the Senate and he comes back two years later and says, Hey man, anything, nothing will go through. It might be that the United States decides that they want to go red. It'll be a referendum on Biden It'll be a referendum on Biden in the midterms and it'll be a red fucking house, a red, a fucking fully red Senate. And guess what? You don't get shit done for four straight years and he's a one-term president. Yeah, well, they, it, he's probably a one-term president anyway because he's, he's fucking like a million, million years old. old. Yeah. But, he's, but he's, you know, he's a one-term president then and he got nothing done. And so we, we, you wasted all that energy to do nothing. And so you, at this point, if we don't, if we don't fucking turn some shit around and really, I mean, I'm going to, I, be real honest, if these two two seats go in Georgia, I am going to shit a ton of money down into Georgia. The show, in fact, is going gonna, is gonna to donate down there. We're going to probably donate some money down there. We'll let people know when we do it. We might even hold the fundraiser to see if we can send some money down there just, just to see if there's some way we could flip those fucking seats because it, it, you are looking at a, a, a very stark future if Mitch McConnell is still in charge. Well, we'll just we'll have years and years additional of not getting anything accomplished. And we right. need to get things. We are. We are. At, we, there is a. We are at a breaking point. We're at a precipice. Things have to change. We need things to change. Nothing has happened. Most of what Trump accomplished was breaking things. It's very easy to take shit apart. The system makes yeah. it easy for people in power to take things apart. The system makes it so fucking hard to build anything, anything. Even things that the plurality of Americans generally agree we want. Look at gun control. The plurality, yeah. the vast plurality of Americans agree on things like background checks. And we cannot pass a law for, for national background checks. Yeah. The, the, the will yeah. of the American people does not create action in our government. When we have a government which is going to be held hostage to itself and to its own bullshit bipartisan processes, and the, we are fucked. We're absolutely fucked. We're not going to solve we're not going to solve the COVID crisis. We're not going to solve the unemployment crisis that's coming hot on the heels of that. We are not going to solve the housing uh, crisis, which is going to be absolutely a fucking epidemic unto itself once everybody can start evicting people who are unable to pay during the lockdown period. You know, there's, there, is a, there is a number of mortgages that numbers in the millions, Cecil, which are in something called forbearance right now. If you're in forbearance, what that means is you get to not pay for a short amount of time, and and but you still owe that money. And many oh, lenders- yeah. And he still collects interest well, too, right? Yeah. Some of it, some of and it. And the way that a lot of these forbearance, yeah, all of it collects interest. And then the way that a lot of these forbearance agreements are written is, let's say you're in forbearance for six months. Great, I don't make payments for six months. Well, month seven, you owe me six months worth of payments. No shit. And if you don't make those payments, well, guess what? You're six months behind now in default. We have millions of people who are renting who cannot afford to pay the rent, and they're not getting evicted because we have passed short-term legislation which bars landlords from evicting right. people during COVID. That will come to an end. Those people don't have the back rent. Where is this money supposed to come from if we don't solve these problems? If you don't solve these problems, not only are those fuckers going to get kicked out, but these landlords are also going to have their homes, their properties taken from them. They're going to be seated back to the bank. We're going to have a massive crisis in, in real estate, commercial and residential real estate. We're going to have a housing bubble that follows that. We have to fix these problems. 
And we can't fix anything if we don't agree that there are problems. We're not even at a place, Cecil, where we can agree what the problems are. It's yeah, you know, terrifying. That's the scariest part. That's the scariest part is that, you know, and and there's, you know, you thought that the mask thing was bad before when Trump was in office. Oh, I know. Wait until there's a national mask mandate. Wait until then. Then you're going to see, then you'll really see what the fuck's going to happen and how, and, and, you know, you thought it was bad before. It's, it's going to be real, 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 real bad. It's going to be, you know, I don't, I'm looking at the way things are, things are, are, are shaken out and it does not look great. You know, even though people came out in record numbers to vote, it still does not look great. We still have a lot of work to do in this country. Oh my God. Gary, mm -hmm. Gary, he won. Mm -hmm. Gary, we did it! We did it! You and me, buddy, oh we gosh. did it! We were the ones! Oh my god! Finally, American decency is restored. We can treat each other as Americans again and come together. Yes, it is a time for us to come together. Speaking right. of which, I have something prepared. Oh, what? Yeah, well, I'm a bit of a history buff, so I thought I'd reinterpret some of the founding fathers and patriotic quotes from our history. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Oh. Well, like, give me your huddled masses oh, yeah. yearning to come. That's a different interpretation. America is another name for opportunity to come. Oh. I think of a hero as someone who understands the degree of responsibility that comes with his freedom. I get what you're putting down. There's never been a more perfect time for a pleasurable celebration. Mm -hmm. Release the stress of the last four years by going to adamandeve.com. Use offer code GLORY for 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. America was not built on fear. No. America was built on courage yes. and imagination mm. and an unbeatable determination to do the job That's beautiful. at That's hand. Mm. The job that. at hand. The hand. Jo you see what I'm yeah, That one was a little belabored, Gary. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe you like this one. Where liberty dwells, there is my country. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a I, little more direct. Mm -hmm. Ask not what your country can do for you, oh but ask, can I come yet? Okay, no more. Oh, I got another one. Um, that all people are created equal and that they're endowed. Okay, Gary, that's enough. Endowed. Go to adamandeve.com. Use offer code GLORY for 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. The best is yet to come. What? So you're allowed to do it? Well, mine's a little more classy. Hypocrisy. It was a Guilfoyle thing. I mean, partisan hack. All right. Uh, okay, okay, fine. You dirty communist. What? We don't want any more Sir, there's an unruly mob to see it. Does it have an appointment? Uh, yes, it does. I phoned ahead. This story comes from ABC 13. Pole dancing skeletons must be removed, HOA tells homeowner. <laughs> so, America, what is the problem with pole dancing skeletons? Are they showing too much skin? <laughs> well, now they get a now you get a boner. <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh, that, I only wanted that story for that skin yeah, joke, it's so I'm hilarious. glad. Hilarious. This is a woman who put. I mean, it's Halloween. She put a bunch sure. of skeletons on poles and they're dancing on the poles. And the, the HOA is like, won't somebody think of the children? And all What's... fucking pearl clutching. <laughs> you can't have sexy skeletons. I know. What? There's the, nothing like, what? to look at. There's no, how do you even know? What are you talking about? It's yeah. sexy. Well, it's, 
It's giving me thoughts. Well, what, what are you a necrophiliac? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you Carl Tanzler? You're going to go uh, fucking grave robbing to fuck a corpse? You weirdo. I can't I, I imagine what position you put a skeleton in where I'm like, whoa, I have got to fuck that skeleton. Well, you know, it's a little hot because some of them are in the closet. Oh! So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, this reminds me of the conversation we've had a bunch of times, Tom, about the MPAA or whatever when they do the ratings. And if there's anything remotely, like you see like uh, the tiniest second of somebody's nipple or, uh, you know, somebody's bare ass, they throw a PG-13 or an R rating on something. You can't say bad things either, like F-bombs or anything, um, because they'll immediately drop. You know, you can't do that at all. But they'll show people's fucking heads exploding and bodies turning inside yeah. out and like a fucking, like like little kids dying and things like that. They don't care at all about that. And think about Halloween. Think about, I mean, I know I've seen some very gory costumes. I mean, how just a, like a regular zombie is this guy. Like it's just full of blood. And you know, you, they, that people with good, good, that are really good with makeup can make themselves look really gory and disgusting. And then there's all the other implied violence that goes on specifically with this type of thing. And so, you know, and you know that they're not addressing the violence of the fact that there's a skeleton somewhere. They're addressing the fact that it's sexy. That's what they're upset about. They're upset about this thing because it makes them feel weird, but they'll, but they'll they'll have somebody walking around with a fucking bunch of gore on their face or dragging a body or something, and that's totally fine. Well, I saw something, I saw a story that, to your point, I saw a story that, that actually models that. So there was a there was a, a story, somebody put a murder scene in their front yard, and it looked so realistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were this. multiple calls to the police. Yeah. And police were like, well, there's nothing we can do. Yep. It's Halloween. Yep. You can decorate yep. however you want. You put a skeleton on a fucking uh, dancing pole and people are like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe we need to realign our priorities a little bit. Like, whoa, human sexuality. Uh-uh. Human violence, though. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that. We got to celebrate that shit. Exactly. Fucking crazy. Now you want some Lola Laundry. Now you want some Lola Laundry. Now you want some Lola Laundry. This time comes to the BBC News. Uh, Essex firefighters rescue three men from tumble dryer. <laughs> three people. <laughs> three it people. Indu- it was an industrial sized dryer. I mean, let's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, is, that is true. That yeah, is true. So- but it's it's sort of like. The first one gets stuck and they're like, I don't know, send the other one after him. The second <laughs> one gets stuck. And it's like, what is, keep throwing guys in the dryer. Eventually we'll get them out. I read this story and I thought. You're like a you know, World War One general. You just keep sending <laughs> people just, in just over and One over gun, and six over. guys in a row. Just <laughs> pick up the gun from the guy that fell. I, I read this in Cecil. I was sympathetic. Like the last four or five days have been rough. I've wanted to hide too. But maybe <laughs> don't. <laughs> I go to Maybe. South South and you're hiding in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're just curled up in a fetal uh, position in a fucking dryer. It's warm. Leave me alone. I'm oh, spending man. my winter here. So uh, when I was a kid, uh, I lived in an apartment complex uh, with a bunch of other kids. You know, we're a bunch of, we're kind of a bunch of poor kids. And I lived in an apartment complex that had no laundromat. So there's no laundry inside of your place and there's no laundry uh 
it, there's no laundry mat that, you know, cause I, I've, I've lived at many, I've lived in many apartments in my life and those apartments have had, you know, one or two laundry machines in the building that you could use quarters or things like that. There's always sort yeah. of a, a little bit of a convenience in that sense. Well, at, at this place that I lived, there wasn't any of that. So we had to go to the actual laundry mat with our stuff. And so we'd carry our laundry down and, our parents used to make us do it, you know, like our parents, like, <laughs> I fucking worked all day, you kids go do it. And so we'd have to go down and go to the laundromat. And so you'd, we'd go down there and it'd be in the evening and we'd be hanging out with our friends, doing laundry, waiting for stuff to get done. And those, we were, we're kids and those, those, those dryers are pretty big. And so <laughs> when we would finish and there would be no more, like all the clothes are dry, if there was any time left, we would pull the clothes out Did you? and then one of us would get in it and we'd turn it <gasps> really? out and we'd spin around inside Did the dryer. Did you really? Yeah, it was like a carnival ride for us. Oh my kids. God. For, for hours we would spend in there. You know, you get, you get 12 or 13 minutes a quarter. And so if you ran out of time and there was still four minutes left, we had four minutes of tilt-a-whirl in the dryer. <laughs> I awesome. had no idea. I didn't it know anybody awesome. ever actually did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We used to. We you you have to when you get in. You have to basically because it. These were big. These aren't just small little dryers. These aren't your home dryers. These are these are made to fit like two or three loads of laundry. These are big dryers, right? And so we would get in, and of course you're not a you're not adult sized yet. You're still a kid. Yeah, how old right? are so you at this point? I, I like, want to say eleven or twelve. Okay, you know, so, all right. So not you know certainly so not a little. I'm not a little kid. Yeah, but you're yeah, mid sized. Yeah, I was. I was definitely. I was a really skinny kid, so I was. I was definitely a coop. I wasn't a sports. I wasn't a. I wasn't a fucking not a SUV yet. like I am now. <laughs> um, but back then, I was a really, really thin little kid, and all my friends were all little thin kids too, you know. And so we all just jump inside this thing, and so there you'd go in one at a time. You'd have to put your feet against the edge, so it's a barrel with these like little baffles on it, just like your home dryer. And you'd have to put your hands on the two baffles and then wedge your ass between the other two baffles. And then you have to hold your, you basically have to hold yourself up because if you don't, and this happened a few times, <laughs> you would lose your grip and you'd fucking clonk on your head. And then you're stuck in there and you're literally rolling around like a fucking, <laughs> like, like somewhat like you're, you're like a fucking gold nugget on one of those like pans that they shake. They just, you are essentially <laughs> bouncing around in that thing. And then somebody, somebody has to be out there to, to open and close the door. So oh, you so have to it have, gets hot in there too. Yeah, I guess. And it does get, well, and that's the thing is we would leave it open for a second too, because you'd, unload all the draw the the clothes and it's fucking hot right it's just yeah, it's, it's a hundred plus degrees <laughs> and the dryer is hot to the touch not just not just a right. little hot like very yeah. hot to the touch so we leave the door open for a minute and we'd wait and then we'd get in but yeah it gets hot in there you can't go for very long you only go for like three or four spins and then it's the next guy's turn so that's how it worked out we had a that is amazing that is my ride. favorite story I can't believe I've known you for 20 some years <laughs> and I did not know that story that's my favorite story you've oh, ever told me in my life it's outstanding it's outstanding so I, I sympathize with guys getting trapped in dryers. <laughs> Shoot her before him, but make sure he sees it. Or oh, in this one, um, kill him, take him to his church, dump him in the pulpit. All right. Uh, this BBC News article, this reads like Russian Clue. This <laughs> reads exactly like the final for Russian Clue. Uh, uh, Vladimir Murugov murder. Russian sausage king killed in sauna with a crossbow. 
All of the nouns in that does. headline sound like does. Mad Libs. Okay, give me uh, a weapon. Crossbow. Okay, give me an unusual room. Sauna. Okay, <laughs> give me a type of meat. Sausage. <laughs> And a ruler. Great. Sausage King killed in sauna with crossbow. It's Mad Libs. It really is. What is happening? <laughs> oh, it's outstanding. And it is the most Russia way to die. A crossbow oh. is the most Russia way to die. And also, you know, it's also the most Russia profession. Sausage King is definitely <laughs> the most Russia profession. I think it's all, it all just fits together so perfectly. It's like, it's, it's, it makes me think of like, 2020 is a time capsule thing. Like you want to put that story in the time capsule. You want to you want to step back and marvel. You know, I was talking about this many times when we've been recording time is that there's been a lot of awful shit that's happened this year. Yeah. But we've shifted the show to try to not talk as much about COVID and to try to shift and I, it doesn't help. Sometimes we still have to talk about politics, but um, try to shift away from politics. Uh, you know, the, some of the politics, because it gets a little uh, over and over, you know, basically gets repetitive. And the same thing with COVID. There's nothing new we can tell you. And so it's, it's you know, it's just really bad, guys, you know, and it gets really repetitive and depressing. <laughs> and so we shifted away to try to do some funnier stories. And it's really just been a delight to come across some of these, especially ones oh, like yeah, this. When you just find something you just and you just marvel at it and you think it's it's almost like a teddy bear. You just hug it and you say, This is what makes me sane this year. This is what makes me sane. <laughs> I wanna, this 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 would have been only slightly more absurd if it had been an icicle he was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> come in and there's just a piece of water, <laughs> bunch of water and they're looking around. Wait, it's, a, it's a crossbow that shoots icicles. Oh! That's <laughs> the perfect sniper rifle. <laughs> did you ever watch Mythbusters, Cecil? Uh, yeah, I, did. Make I, I, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I watched some of it, yeah. I used to really like that show. They tried to make an ice bullet one time, you know, because that was like the idea. Sure, yeah, like yeah. It's a perfect sniper rifle, you know. Um, you know what you can't make? A fucking nice ice bullet. Because <laughs> it just, it just, because as soon as the, the, it basically blows it up, and it just, it just shits out. It's yeah, yeah. too brittle to be used. It just yeah. shatters. Like if it gets, yeah, it's just, yeah. But you could make an ice crossbow. <laughs> You're shooting icicles. That kid, that kid from Christmas stories wearing his glasses and he gets caught right there and it saves his life. <laughs> just catches him right. Oh. How was that for a carpet ride? It was a whole new world. <laughs> this story comes from NDTV. Con artists summon genie, sell Aladdin's lamp to doctor. <laughs> Wait, he summoned a genie? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That doesn't say, oh, it's in quotes. Okay, so it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so I love so many things about this story. First, I read two different, and I, I don't know which one I, I threw Maybe in the you notes. Read but I read, you should read it short. Yeah. You should, it's only five okay. paragraphs long. Two men have been arrested in western Uttar Pradesh's Mirat after they allegedly cheated a city doctor of indecipherable sum of money. By the way, by the way I, <laughs> yeah. I read another article. It's about $14,000 is what that turns out to be. Uh, by selling him Aladdin's lamp, the magical artifact from the popular Middle Eastern folktale that brings forth a wish-granting genie when it is rubbed. The con artists even managed to summon a genie from the lamp to convince their victim, according to the doctor who has cheated. Dr. Khan filed a complaint with local police on October 25th, describing in detail how he had been swindled by the now arrested men, Ikramadun and Anis. According to the doctor, he first met them when he began treating a woman they described as their ailing mother. This is, I started visiting their home to treat the supposed mother. The visits continued for over a month. 
gradually started telling me about a Baba, Godman, whom they claimed also visited their home. They started brainwashing me and asked me to meet this Baba. The doctor said he met the Godman, who seemed to perform such rituals. Eventually, this group told me they would sell me a lamp for some sum of money, ends up being 14 grand. They told me this lamp would bring health, wealth, and good fortune. They said, this is Aladdin's lamp. During one visit, Aladdin actually made an appearance in front of me. I did not know who, who this person was at the time. I later realized one of the accused was dressed up as Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so outstanding. It would be oh. even better if he had, if he, if he just had, um, on his legs, just like that, a cray paper where it looked like it was smoke, but it wasn't actually <laughs> on his legs. That would be amazing. He just like it's walks like in Halloween from the other room. <laughs> it's just like something from like Spirit Halloween. Like, <laughs> how, what, how does that yeah, work? He's one walk- of those vinyl bags or whatever that you buy from the <laughs> Halloween store. Oh, Hello, oh, I, I hope am it's like, Aladdin. Oh, I hope it's like super racially insensitive too. <laughs> Hello, I have a lamp I'd like to sell you. It brings health and wealth. Uh, aren't I a doctor treating your mother for sickness? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Why would you sell? Why would you sell anything that brings me wealth? If I have something that brings wealth, I don't need to sell it. It brings wealth. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. either. <laughs> I love that part of the it's like It's like selling all your wishes when you could just wish for infinite wishes. Wait, it I know. Make any sense. <laughs> it's like, I love, and I love, I love the idea that Aladdin walks in. It's like, hello. It's like, well, you didn't appear from the lamp. I did earlier. And when Sorry, you're I not took, looking, I'll get back an, in the lamp. I took an Uber. <laughs> I just, I came in that way. <laughs> I don't. I know we're not supposed to blame the victim, but I don't feel bad for this guy at all. I just don't. It's hard. It's hard not to. It's hard not to think of the fucking, the fucking Aladdin. And the story of Aladdin. Uh, that the, 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 my favorite thing too is the story of Aladdin. That's that's that, that is that is folklore told by somebody trying not to get murdered. Like that's what the Thousand yeah. Tales are. Yeah. The Arabian Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were never. They were even in that story. They weren't true stories. <laughs> so why would you think? Why would you believe in Aladdin as real? Nobody, even the woman who was telling the story, did not say, "Here's a real thing." That whole thing is a thousand stories of please don't kill yeah, me, please you don't maniac. Kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Hold on. If I can, if I fucking do, if I if I can distract you for another thirty seconds, I live another thirty right. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking crazy. Just what in the duck tits you think you're doing? Minding my own beeswax. What are you doing? Where are you from? Florida. Florida. Where are you from? Me too, buddy. Oh, yeah? You call yourself a Florida man? You think you're such a Florida man? <laughs> Prove it. Uh, Florida man was mauled by a leopard from CNN <laughs> after paying $150 for a full contact experience. I kind of feel like that's been our last four years. That we've been, that we, that we paid, we paid for the full contact experience and we thought, you know, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> 
Do you I, see this guy's face? I did not. No, is he all scrolled down? Just a big giant bandage. I don't know. I can't <laughs> see his face. <laughs> he looks like H.G. Wells, the Invisible he looks, Man. He looks like he looks like when you when you uh, comically slam your thumb in a door and you wrap it on, you wrap it with a bandage. That's what he Wait, looks like. His- yeah, he looks like a he looks like a thumb bandage. That's what he looks like. To be entirely fair, he did get exactly what a full contact experience with a <laughs> leopard is. That is what a full contact experience. This would be like getting in a cage and having a full contact experience with a UFC fight. Yeah, sure. With John Jones yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right. yeah, like, I you, wouldn't pay for that. <laughs> Why on earth would you pay for that? <laughs> what did you expect? That's you know, so I these people who like cuddle snuggle like incredibly dangerous wild animals. Yeah. I, I, and then they get attacked by incredibly dangerous wild animals. And you're like, well, I didn't guess I didn't see it coming when the tiger attacked me. <laughs> and the worst part is, is you can get attacked by a tiger for free. Like you could just go somewhere <laughs> and get attacked by a tiger and it's free. Same thing with getting your ass kicked. You get your ass kicked for free, man. Like a hundred percent. Someone will donate that shit to you. You don't have to pay them 150 bucks for the pleasure of getting your ass kicked. You could just get your ass kicked. It's insane to me that this guy not only got, not only did he get fucking his face bitten off, but he also had to pay $150 for the pleasure. You have to wonder if he got his $150 back or if the guy was like, no, man, that's full contact. I hope, I hope he like, takes her to Judge Judy. And then they, she has to look at the contract on air. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, James, Paul, Rosalie, Mark, Odin, the Law Dog, Tarkin, Aaron, Angry German, Jeff, and Justin, thank you, uh, uh, patrons who up their pledges. Greg, thank you so much for your generous donations. You guys are the ones who pay Ian's salary. He's the one who posts all the stuff for you guys, so you guys get all this extra content we've created, but Ian's the one who makes sure that it's curated to you, and he also is the one who puts together the wonderful commercials, the funniest commercials in podcasting, in my opinion. <laughs> he puts together some Easily. amazing stuff, and people love it. Uh, so uh, so we... we we are very happy that he's part of our team, but uh, but we need to pay him. And so if you want to become a patron, uh, you can become a patron now at dissonancepod.com uh, or you can go to patreon.com slash dissonancepod and become a patron on a per episode basis and help pay Ian's salary. Someone's got to do it. Right. He's the only one who actually draws his salary from the show. I know. Too. Ian, like that's the thing. The, Ian is he, better paid yeah. than we are because he's paid. Yeah, yeah. He, Ian is the, better paid than both of us for it, sure. And, yeah. and all jokes aside, it also gives us the ability to do things like donate to the goddamn Georgia runoff election, which yeah. we're hoping to do. <laughs> which we're hoping to do because we're gonna put uh, our fucking money where, where our mouth's at. Depends on where that goes. We might actually do a fundraiser for that, Tom. We might do an, an online live fundraiser. We should do it. What, we should do it. And it matters. It. You know, maybe maybe what we could do is we could seed it with X amount of dollars. Yeah, to and get then the ball we'll rolling. Match, we'll match whatever people post. So whatever oh, like people that. post, we'll go up to, you know, X amount of dollars and we can then donate uh, based on that. Um, and that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. We should do that. So maybe we can do that. Maybe we could plan something like that. Yeah. Do a little fundraiser, couple hour live stream and get a couple of guests on and see if we can raise some money. Let's do it. 
we wound up getting a, a message uh, from Asymmetria, and they said, uh, listening to 548, as someone who's uh, an Englishman pointed out, Trump packed the court in preparation of the court to declare him winner of the election. You know, it's not that easy. Uh, he has to get there first, and he has to have things that are that are actually legal <laughs> that he can do because no, I, I find it hard to believe that it's going to get all the way up to the Supreme Court and they're going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't, you should disenfranchise the entire city of Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, you need, yeah. you need to, there needs to be actual factual basis in the things that he's saying to get votes thrown out and to get things flipped his way. Um, and so there was, you know, sh surely there was some judicial shadiness on the part of, uh, during Bush v. Gore, but we've got to remember that there was certainly some sort of legal thing going on there that 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 was not just I want to win. Yeah. And Trump seems to think he can just call the Supreme Court and like make a reservation. He treats the Supreme Court Absolutely. like it's a fucking Manhattan Absolutely. restaurant. And they, well, they you remember shut him down a number of times on that. He's just like, oh, I'll go to the Supreme Court. You don't make a fucking appointment at 1-800-SUPREME-COURT. <laughs> You have to go to like, you have to go to open table. It's yeah, open right. gavel. I was going to gonna say it. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, and then, you know, if you look back on how Trump treats the entirety of the office, look at his early stuff when he was talking to certain people yeah. in the administration. Listen to how we talked to Comey. Yeah. You know, we need to trust each other. You got to be, you got to rub my back. I'll rub your back. It's a... I mean, he, that's literally the life that he comes from. Yeah. And so that's how he thinks everything works. And he, and he looks at Amy Coney Barrett and he looks at Neil Gorsuch and he looks at Brett Kavanaugh and he says, I made you, you would, he's doing the fucking, he's doing the fucking Joe Pesci thing. You wouldn't exist out here if it wasn't for me. He's doing that to <laughs> yeah. all of them. And they're all going to be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to bury you in a fucking hole. That's what I hope. Anyway, I hope he winds <laughs> up like Joe Pesci at the end of that with Brett Kavanaugh kicking <laughs> Just, him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> throwing him into a hole and then throwing dust on his, uh, throwing the dirt on his face and he just breathes up that last pool. Of, that's, <laughs> that's what I hope. That's an unsettling scene and I would watch that. Oh, I, I would oh. watch that with my pants around my ankles, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a message. Uh, this is from uh, Adam. And he was talking about how Tom had said he was wary of vote by mail. And Tom wanted to clarify his position a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I am not, I love vote by mail. Everybody should have an opportunity to vote by mail. We should vote. Everybody should get vote by mail. It should be fucking compulsory. I love vote by mail. I am a huge proponent of vote by mail. My only worry was this particular election with the monster that we currently have in charge because he said ahead of time, he said ahead of time what he was going to do. He telegraphed yeah. his strategy to cast aspersions on mail-in votes. Here we are on Thursday night recording, and what he has just done is gone on television and filed cases with the courts to cast aspersions to not count mail-in votes. My only concern was this one time with this one dictator. The rest of the dictators... I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also want to say too that, you know, it's, there are, there is good systems in there. I didn't know how it worked before I started to do it, but really genuinely the, uh, the, the ability to track your ballot that they have in multiple places now makes it a lot less 
of a chance that you will be disenfranchised through the mail and, and through the fault of the post office. And so, uh, cause you know, you just look at it the day of and say, well, I didn't, they didn't count my bone. I mean, I go have to stand in line, but at least right. I know for sure whether or not they did it. But even still, Tom, I dropped my ballot off. I did not entrust it to the United States postal service because I didn't like you did not trust them, but they had plenty yeah. of drop off ballots all over. And so, uh, so I was, I was a hundred percent down with walking my ballot in, in the morning one day and making sure my ballot was counted this time. Uh, and it looks like vote by mail was fucking absolutely baller this time for Democrats. Huge, so I'd huge. love to see it be, be a thing that happens in the future more and more and more and more. And the more, the more we do this, the bigger the turnout's going to be because it's you make it convenient and people will do it. Well, and remember too, remember that before this, before he got caught and, 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 and it didn't work, Trump was trying to break the U.S. Postal Service ahead yeah. of the mail so yeah. that your so that your mail would not arrive you you remember when he had he ordered the the postmaster general ordered the destruction of mail sorting machines and the intentional slowdown of the postal service at the direction of Trump in order to make mail less reliable so yeah, yeah. this one time this one yeah. time i was nervous so but generally speaking yeah man mail in is fucking it's amazing it's what we should all yeah. do the more yeah. the more we get to hear from the people, the more we really have a democracy. If that's the system we're all going to decide that we have, then we got to go in on it. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you can do more research when you're at home and slower yeah. research. It's amazing. I love it. I, I, would, I, I hope that that becomes the norm for the future. I love it. Um, we got an we got an image, and I don't want to post it because it's someone's license plate. But someone's license plate has chicken wings on it. <laughs> it's just so and it great. Says, it literally spells out. I mean, it does. They're, they're missing some vowels, but it basically spells chicken wings. And said Brian said it. I love it so, so much. So good. I would love to have that. There's a great image of uh, that was sent in by Aaron of Trump that we're going to post on this week's show notes, which fucking should be the actual image of this fucking show. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We might even do it. I might even post that as the image. I might even have that be the it's fucking good. image of this week's show. It's kind of perfect. Um, but we'll post it. We'll also post it on this week's show notes. And uh, we also got a message. Uh, this is from Adam. And Adam says, hey, I was listening to the Pelé's podcast. And you're talking about people, you know, balancing, working, and voting. In Canada, and he says it's not all by mean by by all means it's not a perfect uh it's not perfect but it's a good idea. The law is that every employee has at least three consecutive hours during their workday to vote, and it's paid. So if your shift runs eight to four, uh, and the polls open are, are open eight to five, the employer must give you that time to leave and go vote. And in Illinois, you are required to let your employees leave to vote, but it's not paid, and we're an at will state. And so that could be some real, that could actually be really, it could not be good for you if you leave during yeah. your shift the, to go the, vote. The problem in the States is, and most States are at will States. So here you can be fired without any reason given. So an employee can just called, you can call in your boss's office. They can say, Hey, we've decided to let you go. You're effective immediately. You terminate. They don't have to provide any reason for your termination here at all. So they can't fire you because you went to vote, but they can get yeah. mad at you because you went to vote. And then next week they can just fire you and not tell you why. And it's probably because you went out to vote. There, there are so many people in this country who have jobs where they are absolutely terrified to take advantage of the law, to take advantage of time off for breaks, 
to, to take lunches. People, uh, they, they have, we have rights, but because we don't have a right to work, we don't have any contract yeah. that secures right. your employer's right. obligation to you. Um, people are terrified to lose their jobs. I've had those jobs. I had, yeah. I had a job like that for many years where I, I didn't even like to go run to the bank to deposit money for the job I had because I felt guilty leaving the office to do other office-related work and be away from my phone because I knew I was going to catch shit even though I was still working. I mean, yeah, it, people, so many people have jobs like that where they are constantly under the gun, constantly under scrutiny, constantly right. under the microscope, and you'll be replaced at the drop of a hat and there's no fucks given. So that's a great system, but it we got to have we got to have protections that are more real relative to our labor environment. So uh, we are going to stream tonight. We're doing this. Or we're recording a little early so we can stream after. And so we are going to be streaming tonight. So you can check out our stream. You can also check out the last live stream that we just put out. Uh, the election night was four full hours of live streaming. That is also going to be, if it's not already, it's going to be available to patrons as audio. So you could just listen to the audio of us hanging out and chit-chatting with a bunch of different guests and having a great time. Uh, so you can, uh, you can of course, become a patron and you can get that directly to your podcast player. But you could also watch it on YouTube. And if you're at YouTube or you're at Twitch and you're watching it or you're at Facebook, be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the channel on YouTube and whatever, wherever you're consuming that media. We really do appreciate it. If you've never visited our YouTube channel, we got a ton of videos there and we'd love to get you to subscribe to our channel so that you can find out when we go live uh, and so you can come join us because we're really having a great time there. I will say too, Twitch is a thousand times better to watch. I watched the video feed from Twitch and it's so much better than YouTube. It just looks way better than YouTube. Really? But there's a lot of people who, who actually congregate on YouTube. So depending on which community you want to talk to, uh, you can go to different, different places to, to watch us. But we're going to be live streaming tonight. And so by the time this goes live, uh, and by time, by time Monday, we should have a president. It's looking like Biden's going to win. At this point, Biden is ahead by 2,500, or Biden is behind by 2,500 votes in uh, in Georgia. He could feasibly flip Georgia this time around. Biden is behind by, uh, by uh, Biden is actually ahead in Nevada by 11,000 votes. Uh, and he could, he's, it looks like he's going to probably hold on to that, uh, to that, uh, to that lead. And He's only behind by 48,000 votes in uh, in Pennsylvania, and there still is 331,000 votes to count. So, and he is he is uh, beating the average uh, that he needs by a whole lot to win that state. So, chances are he's going to win that state. Might be when we when we come in on Monday that no that's whammies. where we're at. Um, but I hope so. And even if not, hopefully Pennsylvania holds on, and that's a victory. So, um, but. Uh, we want to thank everybody for uh, for listening. We're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night infodocutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands. Bloody. Evidential. Conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.